We head to the home stretch in quarter number four on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. It's quarter number four of the Keystone Kickoff Show, and we welcome back to the show the coach, Nick Caduti. Coach, welcome back. It's great to have you on the show again. Hey, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, we always love having you on doing the video review. Just as a reminder, Coach is the one with the great film studies on the For the Bloggy YouTube channel. It's an absolute must if you're a serious Penn State football fan. So, Coach, we know Penn State struggled with the running game last year. And the video that was just released this week, you take a look at the mid-zone and wide-zone rushing attack. The focus of the video is on the combo block. Before we get started into the video review, could you give our audience a quick tutorial on the combo block? Yeah, so when you are working together, so the whole point of zone blocking is that the opportunity happens that you get to work together. You don't get a solo blocks. So, for example, a center and guard may, may work together to block a defensive lineman to a linebacker, um, so on and so forth. So it allows the offense a better chance to get movement line scrimmage because there's four hands and four feet on somebody as opposed to two and two. So what were the issues that Penn State's offensive line was having with the combo block? You know, I think there's a few things you need to look at. Number one, you know, I think that the different O-line coaches, different OC, they expect different things, right? There's different aiming points, different targets. I think a couple problems early on was a lack of communication. So when you zone block, you have to know exactly where you're going. Um, You have to know exactly who you're working with, and you have to know exactly which way the play is going. And and there was times that you can see in the breakdown that they were, you know, we were sitting there and, and watching and, you could see that there was a confusion up front of you know the, the which which lineman goes to which linebacker so on and so forth and so that that caused a big problem because now people are trying to do other people's jobs because they don't necessarily know what's happening around them. Uh, the other thing I found was an issue was um, head placement. Um, so you know a lot of guys talk about you know head placement back in the days if you you know if you were around early Joe Pa days. You know, they block with their with their hands holding their jerseys and they're blocking angles. And, you know, there's a lot to be said about that because, you know, the head move, the head placement gives you a lot of leverage uh, for blocking. And I think that, that they, Penn State really struggled with head placement to the play side, um, which allowed a lot of penetration and a lot of open gaps to happen. So, you know, it's simple stuff. It's simple, fixable, very, you know, spring break, uh, spring ball kind of things that you work together. Um, I, think, I think it's easy fixes, easy fixes. To describe this, two players are double teaming one defender. Then one of the offensive linemen will release to get to the secondary defender. How's it determined which offensive lineman makes that release? Is it a pre-snap decision, or is that something as they're blocking, you use, say, the location of that second-level defender? You know, so usually, depending, like, for example, wide zone, you know, it's going to stretch a little wider. So basically, it's each lineman is in charge of the gap to the play side. So let's say we're going to the left, right? Every O-lineman is going to be in charge of the gap to their left side. So just because, let's say, for example, I'm a guard and I have a guy head up on me and the play is going to the left and I have a center to my right, that center is coming to help me and that center is in charge of that gap beside him, that A gap. I'm in charge of that B gap. But we're going to work together until something attacks our gaps. So let's say that guy's head up on me. 
well, that center is going to come help me block this guy until, let's say, that linebacker comes into my B-gap. Well, if that linebacker comes into my B-gap, that means that that guy who's head up on me is going to try to fold back into A. So the, the thing you need to understand about football and defense is it's all gap sounds. So if something leaves a gap, something's coming to a gap and vice versa. So, you know, if I'm that guard and I'm working that guy together and all of a sudden I see that linebacker fly over into my B-gap, that, my, that means the center should be taking over that guard, that defensive tackle. And now I can easily, now you work two for two. But let's say, for example, that, that guy who's head up on me decides he wants to go and he wants to push himself to the outside to my B-gap and that linebacker tries to fit between the center and I, the center's in charge of that linebacker and I'm in, I'm in charge of that defensive tackle. So it's all based on what the defense does to you. So as two offensive linemen, you, are, you and I are reacting together to what we see. So if that linebacker is coming to my gap, I release the first defender and go get him. He goes to the other gap. That's up to you then. It's your responsibility. Yeah, it's what it's all about. And it's about, it's chemistry. You know, if you're a zone team, you know, if you're a Kyle Shanahan, Mike Shanahan, uh, Kubiak, uh, you're in that that coaching tree, and that's a big one. Uh, that, that combo is the basis of everything that you do. And so you could tell it was, it was a little bit of a struggle uh, between the things, between those two. And I think that... Um, I think that a lot of that can, is going to be solved, and it should be, because I think those guys are phenomenal coaches. I think yours does a really a great job. So now, first of all, that explains a lot. When I would watch the team last season and I'd see, how come we have a situation where two offensive linemen are blocking one guy and another guy is coming in free? This explains it. It's not that they messed up the communication to start. It was after they engaged the defender that there was the communication breakdown, which now oh, leads to the next question is, uh, what is the thing that coaches can do? Is this really just about repetition? Is it better communication? And what can the coaches do to help out the situation? Yeah, I mean, I think the majority of it is communication. Um, it, it's it's a feel, it's chemistry. You know, for us, you know, my football team, we work combos probably 20 minutes every day, all day. It's what we do. Um, and it just goes back to getting a feel for how that guy feels when he's coming to knock me off or how, you know, how fast this guy gets there, how, 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 you know, what, what kind of steps do I need to take here? I think really it, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a continuity thing up front. So, you know, when you have the same O lineman working the same positions every game, you get a feel, right? Offensive line is an extremely technical position. And not only that is an extremely relationship driven, uh, position because the guys beside you are what make you who you are. And I think that, you know, I think that, you know, when you go through offensive coordinator after offensive coordinator, it's kind of hard to get into that rhythm and that, that chemistry of each other. Um, and I, I'm hoping that maybe this, maybe the, you know, another year uh, under the same OC, which would be the first time in quite a while uh, Penn State's had, um, it'll, it'll help and it'll, it'll bring some continuity to that up front, to, to that combos, to the, the idea of who they are. We certainly hope that's the case. The other part of the blocking scheme that I found interesting as a novice to this was there's the back end, the back uh, defensive end needs to cut off the, the, I'm sorry, the left tackle or the right tackle needs to cut off the defensive end on the back end. And in your video, it showed the first two uh, videos you showed the two tackles, first Caden Wallace on the right side and then Rashid Walker on the left side, number 79 and 53, 
failed to get there in time. What is the key for them to be successful in that technique? You know, I think they really struggled with it this year. Um, I think that's that's a big thing. I, you know, I think, you know, for a lot of people like the Shanahan offense, you know, they used, they do a lot of cut blocking. Um, I know that a lot of guys will try to cut that guy down the backside. Um, I didn't see much of that for Penn State. Um, I, maybe they weren't just confident in it. I really, I don't know. I'm not in the meeting room. But I, I know that they struggled. Um, a lot of it has to do with false stepping. Um, some of it has to do with head placement. Um, you know, there's a few things I look at on a daily and I just say, man, what in the world are they doing? Like, uh, but then again, I, you know, I, I'm not in the meeting room, you know? And so, um, I think that once they can kind of get that hammered out, which it can happen very easily, there's lots of ways to, there's lots of ways to skin a cat, you know, and there's a lot of ways you can cut the whole thing off. But what you have to understand about zone protection, about zone blocking is that we're trying to build a wall and we're trying to get movement. Um, and then we're trying to cut you in half. Right. So I tell people, if you're going to think about zone, especially wide zone, okay, you're thinking about, I'm trying to get everyone to move to the sideline as fast as they can. And I'm going to try to cut you in half as an offense. I'm going to try to cut your defense in half. So if I can't cut you in half and you guys continue to flow, then the play isn't going to be very successful. So that backside tackle trying to cut that four eye or three off is, is crucial in this offense. When you watch the Penn State tackles unsuccessful in that process, when you look at it, is that a physical issue? They're not quick enough on that first step to get inside the defensive end? Is it a mental issue? What are the things that the coaches are looking at to help those tackles? And what are the physical traits they're looking for in the tackle to accomplish this? You know, if you are an offensive lineman in a zone system, I'd say number one thing you need to look at is, you know, you have to have some kind of speed uh, at the tackle position because you got to cut off the backside. So I think there's a couple times I look and you see it and maybe it looks like a physical issue. I, I, it's hard to tell. Um, but I think a lot of it is just confidence in themselves, right? Like the ability to just get themselves to that point of position where they need to be. I think a lot of the times the offensive linemen are really struggling. Like you can see there's a couple times they're in great position and then they just kind of start shuffling their feet and trying to block a guy instead of just running and cutting him off. Um, and it's almost like a, uh, it's almost like an uncomfort, uh, which is, uh, pr pretty much what you don't want. You know, you don't want that uncomfort. You want a comfortable, uh, situation where you can get into a, you know, you want to be able to, to do what you need to do and know full, full, fully that this is exactly how I'm going to do it. I think that the, uh, I think the struggle was there now physically. I mean, there's a reason you're at Penn state, so you can obviously play, right? So, um, I'm hoping that physicality and the ability isn't going to be in question at this point. We would hope not. Uh, now, Penn State's preparing for spring practice. How important is it for them? You talked about continuity and working together on the offensive line. How important is it to set those positions as early as possible in the spring so that the communication is better come fall? You know, it, I think it's a huge deal. Um, number one, I, because I mean, for me, even even with my team right now, spring ball when when we get around to it is going to be, you know, it's all about finding the chemistry up front and who fits where and what they do. Um, I think that you know, spring ball at Penn State is going to be a lot of shuffling up front, probably to figure out you know what best mold works for them. You know, there's a lot of guys that have great alignment, but they don't work well together. Um, but there are some o line. There are some guys that you know they're not the best o lineman, but they work really 
well together. And I think that spring ball is going to be a key, key, key moment for Penn State's offensive line because of just because of uh, the ability to, to build that chemistry and that continuity. Um, talent's there. Uh, Penn State's done a phenomenal job recruiting, and uh, the talent is very much there. Last year when uh, you were on our show, we talked about inside zone versus wide zone. Now you've added in mid zone also. Does the choice of which way they go with that help the players at all? Is it easier one method or another? You know, I, I think that they found themselves that wide zone probably wasn't the best system in, in the Big Ten with the offensive linemen they had. Um, I think they kind of naturally married themselves to a mid zone just because of the way that the defenses were built in, in, in Big Ten football. And I think, you know, the thing you have to look at is you also have to look at um, you have to look at you know who you have up front, who your running back is, and what defenses you're playing against. You know a lot of a lot of a lot of Big Ten off defensive lines are very stout, uh, very run stopping. They're not real uh, pass pass uh, rush heavy, and so I think that you know I can see why they started to get themselves into more of a mid zone look. Um, I actually kind of appreciate the ability to to move them and change who they are on the fly, just simply because of the ability to adjust. You know, I, I think that's a great coaching point that a lot of people were going to overlook. Um, I think that, to me, I think that, uh, I think it's pretty impressive that, that they ran into that and got to that point. All right, some fantastic information, Coach. Unfortunately, that's it for our show. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you join us next time on the Keystone Kickoff Show. This is Jim from Keystone Sports. You know, a lot has changed about State College, but one thing that hasn't is W.C. Clark's Coffee Roasters on Calder Way. 30 different varieties of specialty coffee beans sourced from over 25 countries and roasted with love each morning in Happy Valley for over 45 years. We'll ship our fresh roasted coffee from our doorstep to yours. That's right. You can now order online at statecollegecoffee.com. So go to statecollegecoffee.com and use discount code KSN at checkout.